might just Explain think that that show us. is so bizarre. Maybe it's amazing. Maybe it's not. <laughs> what is Flying Over Sunset? Great face. Great voice. You know, his hair is something to work on right now. Yeah. I'm excited to see her again because I haven't seen her since then. Yeah. We're personal friends. <laughs> <laughs> are you serious? Why are you giving this show so many nominations? Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Off to Broadway, the podcast where we deep dive into anything and everything musical theater from the comfort of my car. I'm Tara. I'm Stefania. And in today's episode, it has been a full year since we started this podcast, which is crazy. We started in 2019 with the way too early 2019 Tony nominations, and we thought, what better way to have a full circle year and continue that tradition? So it is time for our way too early 2020 Tony nominations. We've been talking about this. We've been talking about this. We've learned a lot in the past year, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) And we said that 2019 was kind of easy for us to place people. It felt like there were a lot of big players in that season. So even if we didn't know exactly what was happening, we had a good lay of the land of the season and who was likely to be nominated. This year, I have literally no idea. Me either. And the funny thing is that we've seen six shows of this season already. I know, we've seen a lot. Maybe that's worse. Maybe that's worse. (laughs) So... As we said in our first Way Too Early Tony nominations, we are focusing on the musicals, Mm -hmm. which is also something that's interesting about this year is because last year we did touch on plays a little bit. This year, I could not tell you a play that is on. Um, Slave play. Slave play. The like Darren Criss play that's coming. Uh, American Buffalo. Take me out. That's it. But yeah, last year was like a big year for plays. Ferryman, um, To Kill a Mockingbird. I can't remember any of the other ones right now. <laughs> but those were the top those two. Those were like the oh, big network. ones. Network. Yeah, yeah, there were big plays last year. This and year, also like I don't know. celebs. Yes, big celebrities in plays last year. Whereas this year... Like we had a Jeff Daniels versus Brian Cranston. This yeah. year, what's it going to be? Like Darren Criss versus who? Jesse Tyler Ferguson. <laughs> <laughs> same thing, right? Same thing, same like, thing. Same thing. <laughs> um, there are 10 new musicals on Broadway this year and three revivals. So the new musicals this year are Moulin Rouge. Girl from the North Country, Jagged Little Pill, The Lightning Thief, Flying Over Sunset, Diana, Mrs. Doubtfire, Six, Tina, Sing Street. That is five original scores and five scores using existing music. Yeah, that's a lot of jukebox musicals, It is a lot of jukebox musicals, plus the three revivals, which are Company, West Side Story, and Carolina Change. Yeah, so as we said, we have seen six shows this season. We've seen Moulin Rouge, Six, Girl from the North Country, The Lightning Thief, West Side Story, Jagged Little Pill. Yeah. The only the girl from North Country that we saw was the Toronto The West End cast. The cast is currently playing in London. Yeah, so we have not seen the Broadway cast, but I mean same thing. That show is the same. <laughs> we'll get into that a little bit later. But yeah, that's like super impressive, I feel, that we've seen that many shows. I know. Six out of thirteen. In January. I know. We're gonna see Carolina Change Toronto production, yeah. not the same production. Anything else we're gonna see? I don't know. Maybe we'll make it back. Yeah. <laughs> to the city. I mean, we want to see company. I'm, like, kind of interested in Flying Over Sunset now for no reason. Flying and... Over Sunset. Let's talk about Flying Over Sunset. Flying Over Sunset, they released a first look picture, which was just the three lead actors in front of a school picture background. Yeah. St- sitting there together, the typical... dressed as, their, as themselves. I'm like, this is not a first look. Except they do have a logo now. <laughs> like, they, like, I know nothing about the show. Well, it's about drugs. Yeah, I got that. They're high on drugs in yeah. the show. Um, but... 
Is there an ensemble? I don't know. Are there other people in the show? I mean, they got they have some like name players, like Broadway yeah. name players, which will help them. I was on their Wikipedia page, which is the pinnacle of accurate information, and <laughs> they have done two previous readings of this show, and they listed more than three people for each of those readings. So there's got to be other characters yeah. or an ensemble or something. And the other thing is... It's They're the, really putting a lot of faith in this show. It's at the Vivian Beaumont, which is a huge yeah. stage. So... There's got to be something else going on. Three people alone to fill that huge stage, they're not going to be able... Like, not that they can't do it. They're very charismatic actors, but it's just... It's a lot to fill that space. So there's got to be something else going on. But yeah. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Who does? I mean, this is how I feel about Diana. <laughs> <laughs> At least they had an out-of-town, a bad one, but they had one. It was a couple days ago, Diana put out this new artwork, which honestly looks the same as the other one. But we were saying, what an interesting time for Diana to hit a Broadway you know, stage. With what's going on right now? We should date stamp this episode because yes. things might change in uh, in the time that we're between when we record and when we release it. So it is January 12th. Yes. This episode will be released on January 27th, which is when you are listening to it, if you are listening to it live. But today is January 12th. And as of today, the Tony voters have only put out one ruling and yes. the only show is Moulin Rouge. It was the summer ruling so fall ruling has not happened yet. It might happen kind of in that time because that's when it happened last year. Yeah. And then spring. But yeah, as knows. of now the I was reading today that only Aaron Tveit and Karen Olivo have been ruled eligible for a Tony for lead. Well, it's not even that. It's anyone above the title is lead anyone below the title is featured and to change that the Tonys have to rule on that so either the Tonys will say this is different from what you did in your program or the the credits as per the program mm-hmm. stay valid so Moulin Rouge had no one above the title so they had to kind of push them up but I don't know does is Rob McClure above the title for Mrs. Doubtfire? Is Mrs. Doubtfire even a real show? Like, why is this coming? <laughs> they have that one trailer of, like, him kind of dancing with his back to us, pointing at things. I don't know. Just don't get know. ready for the train tweets. Amtrak. I'm ready for it. <laughs> Rob McClure's back in New York and taking the He's Amtrak. gotta take the Amtrak. What if he is late for opening night with the Amtrak? It's true. Um, Stay in a hotel, Rob. Yeah. I also think a reason that we struggled so much is because there are no rulings out. So... Remember last year, Tootsie... We had the random Andy Gordelushin featured actor nomination. Yeah, we're like, what is going to be that of this year? I don't know. Like, also, my nominations heavily rely on how they rule six. Yes, I agree. Which we'll get into when we get into the actual categories. But other shows that are just like up in the air, like Girl from the North Country. Who mm-hmm. are these people? Are they yeah. lead? Are they or featured? The that's is very this much even an ensemble. musical? <laughs> I say, should it be a play? But I also think it's very awards baity. I do agree. They won five Olivier's. Mm-hmm. So this show could be a critic's dream. To say you like Girl from the North Country is to say you have like sophisticated taste, whereas I didn't like it. So <laughs> Maybe I don't have sophisticated taste. Yeah. And then the only other show that also has kind of a huge cast and we don't know where people could be placed is Company. Yes. I think only Bobby will be lead. Everyone else will be featured. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Yeah. But there's so many there's potential so many, features. Like, yeah, who could they pull? Again, this is something we're relying on the Olivier's because though the Olivier's had three men in... I saw that. ...in uh, nominations. Shout out to the Olivier's <laughs> because 
I have I never think to look at the Olivier's been this year. on that website so much than I have for these nominations to try and figure things out because there are so many West End transfers this year, mm-hmm. which I feel like is potentially a first. We're always stealing good stuff from them, though. Yeah, but in one season, we've got six: Carolina Change, Company, Tina, Girl from the North Country, and of those shows. Yeah, all of them were nominated for Olivier's, so that's why I went to the website. I think that we should get into it. Mm-hmm. We are going to start randomly with best, best Featured Actor in a Musical, because that's where we started last year. This was my hardest category. That's so interesting. My hardest category was Best Featured Actress. Featured is tough, because it could be anybody, really. It was also, last year, the rulings really yes, changed our featured categories. Because the prom was a situation last yeah, year. Yeah, which I feel like could happen again this year, unknown. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so let's start this off. Who is your first feature actor in a musical nominee? I am going to select Danny Burstein from Moulin Rouge. He is the only person that I was confident on, and for a long time, he was. It was just going to be the Danny Burstein <laughs> show in my feature category. He was my first person that I wrote down. Yeah, me too. Um, my next feature actor is Matt Doyle for Company. I would agree with that, one hundred percent, because Jamie in Company is one of the biggest reinventions in the show besides Bobby and he gets kind of the show-stopping act one finale of not getting married yeah and it always that song always slays Mm -hmm. so I'm excited to see how he does it I mean Matt Doyle is a crowd favorite so he's very talented very cute yeah um but yeah I'm excited to see how he does it especially because Jonathan Bailey won the Olivier last year for that same role yeah so it's it's an easy guess in that category. Yeah. He'd have to really botch it to not get this nomination, I think. Who else do you have? My next nomination, I'm going to go Austin Scott from Girl from the North Country. Wow. We saw Austin Scott Hamilton. As, as Hamilton on tour. Yeah. And I loved him as Hamilton. I thought he was such a cute Hamilton. That video that you sent, he's it's really him. good. Yeah. Um, yeah, he sounds really good singing yeah. um, Slow Train Coming. There's a slow which I, is my favorite song from the show. It's like and the he, only good song <laughs> in the show. It's very early, so once it's just downhill from there. Yeah. I thought he sounded great in that he's got a great voice, and that part is very showy, I think. Yeah. And there's a lot of interesting things he can do with it, so I think we're going to see an Austin Scott nomination. I was wondering if the dad could be considered featured, if Colton Ryan could be considered featured. I, I think it depends on how heavily they want to go on Girl from the North Country. I think Colton Ryan is definitely featured because he doesn't really do anything in that show. Um, I think <laughs> the dad, if anyone, is going to be the, a lead. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't think he does enough to... I Nobody mean, does enough in that show. I honestly, like, anybody listening that is a fan of the Girl from the North Country, I don't understand. <laughs> I just Explain think that that show us. is so bizarre. It was boring. It wasn't uh-huh. even a good play. <laughs> It's definitely not a musical, and it definitely wasn't a good play. Yeah, it's definitely a play with music, but they are, they were under musical at the Olivier's, so yeah. I assume they're going to be under musical here. Yeah. So I just, it's a little bit confusing. But yeah, I, I would agree. put the dad as lead. Okay, interesting. But as we opinion. said earlier, I do think that this could be a show that critics love for, like, mm-hmm. no reason. So that's why these nominations have, like, kind of reflected that. My next nominee is Ro Hartramp 
from Diana. He's playing Prince Charles. I would have never <laughs> chosen a Diana nominee, but there is literally nobody left for me in this category. So funny. So I do think that, I mean, again, we know nothing about Diana, have not seen the musical, have not read any reviews out of their run at La Jolla, but Prince Charles seems like he could be a bigger part in the show. Definitely not a lead. Her husband. Yeah, so he's in my future category. Know nothing about this actor either. I am not going to go with him. Wow, you had enough people to make five slots? I had enough people. (laughs) My next nomination is Daniel J. Watts, who's playing Ike Turner in You went unfeatured on that? I went unfeatured. You know the Olivia's gave him lead? I don't care. I went featured. Wow. (laughs) Here's our first difference. I went lead on him. You went lead. Yeah. Like, Ike should not be a lead in Tina's story. I agree. And I also, I'm unaware and unfamiliar of how often the Olivia's and the Tony rulings are the same. So, is it possible that they would differ on this 100%? But I do, yeah, interesting. I thought about it. He's on my list of, like, question mark. I put him in featured. Wow. Um, I currently don't have a fifth nominee, (laughs) but if I were to make one right now, Mm -hmm. like, anyone from Sing Street? (laughs) Uh, well, there's two. I couldn't even. I was literally trying to find the name of this guy, and I had a hard time because otherwise he'd have been on my list. But the character of the brother, okay, in Sing Street, in the movie anyway, is very interesting. And he, his character is stuck at home and doesn't leave the house. And he, your main character, I don't remember any of these people's names. <laughs> like, is always going into his brother's bedroom, and his brother is always trying to help him, or, but not leaving the house and is feeling stuck in that house. And so while his brother is going out. The older brother's stuck at home. And so that's kind of an interesting role um, that I think could potentially be a Sing Street nominee, but I just don't see it happening because I think Sing Street. They were, I really a, don't think they should have put themselves. breaking in this very crowded season, and I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. So as Steph said, we have date stamped this. It's January 12th. Sing Street announced that they were transferring just this week. Yeah. Which. So late. It's opening in time for cutoff. Mm hmm. We think it's a wrong decision, especially because the reviews were not raved. Yeah, it's true. They were very mixed. They're like, they definitely need work to work on the show. This is struggling. This is struggling. I've heard these are rumors, but something I loved about the movie was the kind of music video dream sequences mm. almost. And I've heard they kind of shied away from that a little bit in the musical. Interesting. And I think the musical is the place to play that up, to go yeah. over the top with that. they're not doing that I don't know why it needed to be a musical right you know if they they're not a really great poster I'll yeah say the poster's that. great I love that like <laughs> highlighter yellow um but I do love that movie and I also it's from the creators of once yeah so and that was a big Tony favorite one best musical so I can see them getting a lot of love too but I just I don't know how they fit into this yeah season. we read some interesting tweets about Sing Street transferring at all just basically saying a show that has mixed reviews doesn't really have any names attached to it or a pre-existing audience like is it even ready for Mm -hmm. a broadway transfer unknown i just can't see it i mean we were interested to see it we Mm -hmm. entered the lottery when there we were there in december tickets though they were expensive and they were expensive for off-broadway yeah um 
It's going to the Lyceum, which is a decently big house. It's like under a thousand, yeah. but it's just under a thousand. I think it's the correct house for them. I do think it's the right house for them, but I just don't know if this is the right season for them. So it'll be interesting. But yeah, I have no fifth spot nominees. So I'm going to say someone from Sing Street, maybe, but also like okay. maybe another guy from Company. Maybe maybe someone else from Company. I really, maybe someone from Company. So do you have a fifth spot? I, I have a few. I am going to, well, before we go, before we talk about that, let's talk about West Side Story. Oh, man. <laughs> I have the same thing that you have, but I know that you wrote yours down a while ago. I did. I started work, working on this last, a few weeks ago. However, since that time, Ben Cook is no longer playing Riff on Broadway. This show. It's cursed. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, is it cursed for the reason everyone thinks it's cursed? It's cursed because they have soaked the stage with water and everyone is slipping. Sorry. <laughs> that was not what I was referring that is, to. Oh, is it cursed? Oh, the other reason everyone's cursed. Yeah. See, that's the other thing. So I don't want to like, we're not going to fully, fully no, address it. No, because we are doing a we'll, West Side we'll Story episode. We'll address it. But right now, and right next to him, I wrote Amal Ramazar because Bernardo is a critically acclaimed Tony nominated role previously. It is usually a very showy role. Mm-hmm. I honestly did not find it to be that showy no. or that over the top or very standout. I said to you in after this we production. Yeah, so, I said to you after we saw it cuz I've not seen West Side Story. This was my first mm-hmm. West Side Story and I said to you that literally anybody else on stage could have played that character. He really did not stand out to me. I think you haven't we haven't seen the movie. You haven't seen the movie yet, but I think when you watch the movie you will see Bernardo as a standout character because he is and that he like him and Rita Moreno together as Anita are just so charming and so exciting mm-hmm. in that movie and so Bernardo is usually uh, much more attention getting and I didn't find him that attention getting, so I don't even beyond other reasons, I yeah. don't see him getting nominated for this. Um, and then obviously Ben Cook is out and his understudy stepped in. We haven't seen him. I'm sure he's, we saw him in the show, but we didn't see him as Riff. He's great. Yeah. But I Darren just, E. Jones is his name. Yes, you're right. I just don't, I think, because of what's going on, or maybe not, because understudies have stepped in and slayed it. Let's talk about like a Sutton Foster in Thoroughly Modern Millie was the cover and then had to step in and was totally nominated and won. So who knows? But having but I just... to step in versus getting injured and basically being fired is a very different thing. Yeah, we don't know what the conversations were like there, but... There's... Yeah. Especially because it's the second lead of that show to be Yeah, Isaac Cowell currently injured for a knee injury, but you've heard also potentially rib injury, and they have pushed opening night to February 20th to make sure that he is in it. The conversation now being, Ben Cook's not going to be ready in six weeks? Like, what happened to him? Yeah, he looks like a shoulder situation. Yeah. I mean, he walked himself into the ambulance that night, so very different. Isaac Powell basically had to be carried off the stage. Mm-hmm. Um if you do want to read into the West Side Story drama before we fully dissect it in our West Side Story episode, Broadway World Boards is a very interesting place. It People is People inter- are talking place. about their experiences when they go into the theater. Use critical judgment yes. when, you, when you're reading those things. These are just people like you and I that can <laughs> post about things. We did post when Isaac got injured we just to let night. people know. Um, also, take everything on there with a grain of salt 100%. because we are unaware of people saying that they're talking to security, to ushers, to actors, to whoever about potential things that are happening with this show. It is currently in previews. It is a super long preview process and it's currently a mess. So, yeah. I mean, the show I wasn't was great. a mess. The show, <laughs> in my opinion, the show wasn't a mess. No, but the behind, behind the, scenes, the scenes is a mess. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's I. It's the new Spider Man. I, <laughs> I do think because of all of this drama, they could keep 
the men out of the feature category for West yeah. Side Story. Yeah. I also like randomly unaware of his character in the show, but on my long list, I have John Cariani for Carolina Change. Oh yeah. Is, I is don't he know a featured he role in that? Is he I ensemble? Assume he's not lead. I don't think, but I, but I don't think he's an ensemble. He's doing ensemble roles at this time, so who knows? Yeah, I literally have no idea. And then I also at the time had Harry Haddon Patton slash Tony Asbeck ruling question mark. Ruling question mark. That's true. I put them both in lead, so we'll get to them. But I did not pick my fifth nominee yet. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick Precious, Adorable Child, Jonah Mussolino in Carolina Change. Wow. We saw him in Falsettos. I as... also read that he could be considered lead. because You think he would be lead? Yeah, I, I read a bunch of, of uh, posts. It was on the Way Too Early 2020 Tony nominations boards on Broadway.com mm-hmm. or BroadwayWorld.com. And they said based off of the cast recording that's out he basically sings the same amount as i'm sure he does however (laughs) he's He's not caroline (laughs) he is not caroline so but maybe he's changing so (laughs) maybe he's changing he's or change they're gonna keep caroline as the only lead um sharon d clark transferring from the west end and anyone else i believe will be in featured but we Mm -hmm. will see yeah so uh, my fifth nominee is jonah Mussolino because he was so cute (laughs) before we move on we are gonna pick a winner now Yes, it is January. Yes, the Tonys are in June, but we're picking a winner. Let's go. I have picked Danny Burstein from Moulin Rouge. Wow. I mean, he is great. I just think, like... I love him. Everyone loves Danny. It's such a great, exciting role. Mind you, he's, like, super injured right now. Yeah, he's also not in the show right now, so what are we talking about? But Moulin Rouge... He's scheduled to come back. Yeah, and they've already had their opening night, so he's he's performed performed for opening night. night. I just think that I had said this when we saw Moulin Rouge. I said this in our Moulin Rouge episode. And then I kind of, like, changed my mind because when we saw it in December... We saw someone else. But... If I was seeing the show for the first time and I was not seeing Danny, I would be extremely disappointed. I think he is such a force in that show. Yeah, he's great. And I just can't see anybody else on this list com- comparing. I know. And competing, I, so. He did such a fantastic job in that role. You have not chosen him, though. I, have not I can tell by him. your face. <laughs> We're going to go with a Mr. Matt Doyle, which yeah? is shocking. I didn't think I was going to pick him, but at the same time, I think people are going to be really excited about this company revival. I agree. I think that it's interesting because we saw last year when the Tonys like a show, they really love a show. Yeah. Which it was Hades Town, but there was no Reeve Carney nomination, which was honestly shocking for the fact that everybody else was nominated. It wasn't and shocking that Reeve wasn't nominated, but it the was character. shocking <laughs> that he was the only one left out. Yeah. Because it seems just mean yeah. <laughs> for some reason. So I do think that we're in a weird zone here of what is the show that the critics are going to love this season. You know what I think it's going to be? I think it's going to be Girl from the North Country. I think it's going to be Girl from the North Country! (laughs) And I'm bitter about it! (laughs) So, maybe there'll be a secondary show that people love. I unfortunately do not think that it will be Moulin Rouge, but for some reason I feel like this could be the like Beetlejuice of the season, where they choose one award to give. And I feel like Danny is the person if you're going to give it to anybody. So it will be super interesting to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but moving on, we're going to stick with the feature category and move on over to actress. So best featured actress in a musical. Okay. You, for the longest time, have only had one person on your list. It's Patti LuPone. So. For years. <laughs> Ever since she did it in the West End. It's like, wow, can't wait for Patti to win her Tony for company, company. <laughs> in, on Broadway. Yeah, without any notice of it moving over, you were ready for that Tony. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. 
I mean, I also have Patty on my Patty's list. It's pretty obvious that Patty. she will be there. And Company's such a great ensemble piece. There's so many great featured roles in that show. Yeah. So, and Joanne is always the standout. Also, it's Patty LaBone. It's Patty. <laughs> and I think it's a good spot for her because she doesn't have to carry a whole show. She kind of gets to come out a few times and just look at the audience and sing a great song and then leave. Yep. You know? With her martini glass. With her martini glass. Another reason not to that I'll drink to that <laughs> so now that we've got Patty out of the way let's go through the rest of this category okay. I have a lot of people written down me too however I don't know where they're gonna I mean go. let's talk about the elephant in the room how are they gonna nominate six six yes I think they're going to be all in featured me too There's but no are they that show all gonna be in featured. See, what's what do the Olivier's do, right? So the Olivier's nominated the Queens as all one six of them, which I think is the correct way to do it. It's so hard, but I don't think they'll do that. You don't? The the Matildas and the Billies from Billy Elliot are slightly different because they were all three playing or all four playing the same role mm-hmm. and just alternating nights because they were children. I just think for I mean, obviously we've seen six, we love six. All of them are on stage for the exact same amount of time. Yep. All of them sing, sing one the song. Exact same amount of songs. I just think it's so it's such an ensemble piece. Difficult to choose one or two or however many, like yes. nominate them as one. I They're mean, still gonna lose to Patty, so it does not matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. I mean, I agree, but I don't think the Tonys will want to set that precedent. So who would you nominate? So I have two people written down. Here. Wow. Okay. So I, just to put it out there, I have nominated all of the queens as one. as one. Yes. Okay. I'm going to not do that. Do not do that. <laughs> um, I have two queens from six kind of in my tentative. Obviously, we have Abby Mueller. We've talked about her before. Her performance of Heart of Stone is great. Yeah. But I think it's just that song. I agree. Whereas her the, dancing is her, also her dancing a little is not rough. great, but they make a joke out of it. It's fine. Um, whereas I think some of the other queens kind of have more of a bigger arc throughout the whole show. So the. This I know where so, you're going. So this is so... No, you, I don't think you do. I feel like I do. Do you? <laughs> Did you nominate Adriana Hicks? No. What? <laughs> I think Aragon is the one that's like... Aragon is kind of the... I consider her the leader of them. Yeah. The actress from Sick that I've chosen to nominate, who I feel kind of has a bit of an arc, and also has maybe the most defined characteristics, is... Andrea Mackeset as Anne Boleyn. I mean, we loved her. I thought she so was funny. so great. I'm not sorry. <laughs> she does a really good like it's not change really up. At she the does end. it only. Yeah. Also, while we're saying while we're talking about six right now, like, can we get a Broadway cast recording because we need it? It's so tough because there's so many casts of the show right now. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I do agree with you. I do think that Anne Boleyn is a big part of that story. She also shows up in other stories, mm. like she's in. Aragon storyline mm-hmm. a bit with the whole like cheating cheating <laughs> scandal um she makes jokes throughout the whole show mm. which is I, great I think she just has maybe one of the most unique singing style song styles and also her character is very easy to grasp mm-hmm. as an audience member where sometimes some of the other ones are a little more similar yeah interesting in my opinion all right that's where I've gone with this but you haven't did they did she make your short list yeah, she's on my shortlist. Okay. That's where we're going with this. So this that is, is a your representation made. of six. This is a commitment I've made. Um, if one person from six gets nominated alone, will your pick of six altogether count? I mean, 
Okay. I think someone from Six will be nominated. Yeah. But I'm going to say what? yes. <laughs> okay. Moving on from Six. Yeah. I have as my next nominee uh, Karma Cusack for Flying Over Sunset. You put them all in featured? Yeah, I did. She I am putting Karma Cusack in featured because. Based on what? <laughs> based on that there's only three people in this show. <laughs> And they are splitting the category. There's definitely not only three people in the show. There's definitely I not honestly, We literally have no idea. We have no I, idea. This is based on nothing. We don't know anything about this show. There is no synopsis. I don't know who she's playing. Unknown. Watch in the two weeks between when we record this. There's going to be like out, a whole thing. The full video is going to come out. Full yeah. cast is announced. We I'm have no idea. I'm fully aware that I could be wrong and she's going to be actress. This is a Beth Level, Caitlin Kinnanen all over again situation. But I will take my loss and leave her in featured for now. I think that is a mistake because there's I think there are going to be three co-leads of Harry Haddon Patton, Tony Asbeck and Carmen Cusack and I think it would be a bad look for them to have only the two men be leads and you know shove the one woman off to featured. I mean I agree but like awards in general they've done this before i'm also contradicting myself because i have put the men in lead so it's all up in the air i really struggled and i did okay your next nominee okay i'm going to go with um, i'm looking at my girl from the north country people and i have two here and i'm trying to pick which one i'm gonna go with kimber sprawl as marianne wow i went different than that she is in my best actress category no that's yeah i don't know that's interesting i mean the character of marianne is i don't know i feel like she's on stage a lot like I mean, she's, she's a huge there. part of she's that show that great song right and the they beginning. sing about her a yes. lot who is the father of her baby unknown, unknown. <laughs> um yeah i can't even discuss because i don't know about <laughs> girl from north country so we're just gonna move on um my next nominee for best featured actress in a musical also depends on ruling that we do not have but i have gone with celia rose gooding for jagged little pill mm, i think she would be in lead personally really yes wow we even had this conversation and you were unsure i am unsure but i think she would be in lead i think the two leads of that show are celia and elizabeth i do agree but i think and if they really want to get her a nomination, I feel like they'll put her in featured. Because I don't think that Lauren Patton and Catherine Gallagher do enough in that show to be considered featured. I think Catherine Gallagher potentially does enough. Do I think she's going to get nominated? No. But I, I think just, she does enough. Okay, well, we have a completely different featured actress category yes. here. Where am I going to go here? I am going to go with, from Mrs. Doubtfire, Jen... Jambatez. Jambatez? Literally have nobody on that list from Mrs. Doubtfire. I, we're, we're going Mrs. Doubtfire here. Is she it's like happening. Sally Fields? Is that who she is? I assume. <laughs> it's been a minute since I've seen Mrs. Doubtfire. Well, I mean, there's she, the kids and then Sally Fields, so I would assume. I think it's going to be Sally Fields. Are, also, are there kids in this show? I assume. Okay. Because I feel like I've read nothing about casting except for Rob McClure. I know. Yeah, maybe we need to read more reviews about that. Uh, I'd this rather is a not. great podcast. This is just us saying, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> but to be fair, there is really not a lot out there right now. Yeah, it's weird. Last season's felt so. Like, cut I don't want to read out of 10 reviews on a show that I'm not interested in, <laughs> Diana, Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> you know, I don't want to read reviews of that unauthorized production of Diana where the man <laughs> forgot his newspaper. <laughs> Honestly, we are going to tweet this. Shout out to Ryan Bloomquist, who 
we have realized over this past year that we have seen so many of his tweets and then we now actually know who he is <laughs> because he works at Broadway up close. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has one of the funniest Twitters, if you love anything Broadway out there. And he tweeted this video that it's unknown if he made this montage because somebody asked him <laughs> if he did and his answer was unclear. <laughs> and it's literally just two and a half minutes of this unauthorized (laughs) random production it was called princess diana of course and there is an iconic scene where they are singing about the breaking news of princess diana and the cast walks out with newspapers and one cast member forgets their newspaper and still does the newspaper choreography without it the show must go on the show must go on it's so great we're gonna tweet it a song that was missing from moulin rouge Um, but yeah, I've watched that video too many times and I recently found it again and I'm so happy that I did. Wow. That's the version of Diana that should go that on. I want to see. Speaking of Diana. Do. Speaking of Diana. My final nominee in the featured actress in a musical category is Erin Davey for Diana. She is playing Camilla. I think that's a good choice. I am going to be contrarian here. I'm going to select Judy Kay, who is playing Queen Elizabeth. For really no reason. <laughs> But we both went with Diana, so that's all that matters. No reason whatsoever (laughs) besides the fact that she's had a long career. She's been working uh, on Broadway in a long time. I think she'll have a lot of fans. You know when they nominate... Fans. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. She's got a lot of supporters in the theater community, I think. You know when they nominate an older actress? Yeah, like an Angela Lansbury. Yeah, and they're just like, applause. Like, people get excited for it. That's where where I think we're going with this. Interesting. Um, Literally the only thing that I read about Diana is that the woman playing Camilla does a great performance. And that's all I've read. So that's why I nominated her. (laughs) I think Erin Davey is great. She was in the most recent revival of Sideshow on Broadway as Mm. Violet. I feel like we talked about this briefly in our Broadway season preview. We might have. When we also didn't care for Diana. Noted Sideshow stan, me. And I'm excited for her to come back to Broadway. Okay, how many do you have? Four? I have five. You have five? You've yeah. Done, you've said five? Yeah, and two of them are potentially best actress. <laughs> so you've stated five people. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to state my five. I'm going to go Yesenia Ayala from West Side Story as Anita. Oh, wow. So last West Side Story revival in 2009, Karen Olivo played Anita, nominated for Tony, won the Tony. Anita is a noted Tony-winning role. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of like a leg up a step up and getting Tony nominated for a part I think the complete opposite really because I feel like this West Side Story is all about the boys it's true it is very boy heavy but still when you're singing a boy like that that scene is so powerful when she spoilers for West Side Story a six-year-old musical when she (laughs) walks into Maria's bedroom and Tony is there and then he climbs out the window and they sing a boy like that as they're running down the stairs. I think no matter what's happening the rest of the show, you're like, wow, this woman's like love of her life has just been murdered by the man her best friend was just sleeping with. Like, whoa, whoa. And so, yes, this West Side Story is about the boys and they have cut a bit of the girls, but she still gets to lead America. She still she does a lot. I just don't think she was that strong, to be I honest. I honestly don't either i don't think she stood out in the way i want my anita to normally stand out but i think it's an easy box to check for nominators especially in the category that we've thought has kind of been kind of tough maybe there'll be like three people from six in here or maybe not or maybe 
we'll get a... It's going to be one person in this category, and it's going to be Patty alone. <laughs> yeah. They're like, you know She's what? Like, Feature why bother? is so difficult. Why bother? <laughs> Patty, 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 Patty. Um, yeah, I mean, like, as I said before, on my long list is Catherine Gallagher, Lauren Patton, mm-hmm, just because. And then also another random, we don't know who she's playing, but Casey Levy is in Carolina Change. Yes. Um, I have Zara Devlin from Sing Street. She's playing Rafina. I've heard mixed reviews on her performance, but if they end up loving Sing Street, maybe she'll end up in there. It's so interesting. This season is crazy. This season is weird. Also, um, I have... On my short, on my long list, Jeanette Bayardell as Mrs. Nielsen in *Girl from the North Country*. Yeah. Especially if that show is the critics' darling, the darling of the Tonys. Maybe we'll get multiple *Girl from the North Country*. Yeah, that's interesting too, for sure. Wow. Okay. Well, I think it's a shoe in here, but your winner. It's Patty. It's Patty. There's Patty. no one else. It's Patty. Bobby. Let's move on to best actor in a musical. Who knows? Yeah, I think this list, our list this will be very similar. This one was actually like I think not our list that. will be very similar. Well, no, because I have two people here. Well, I have one person here that you had in your feature, so I'll just start oh, with true. him. I have Janel Day Watts uh, playing Ike Turner in Tina okay. in my best actor. This is legitimately the only reason I put him in this category is, as I said, he won the Olivier. Yeah. So That's a very good reasoning and is probably correct, but... I don't think I should Sorry, be. he did not win the Olivier. He, he was nominated. He was nominated. He did not? No, no, the, like this actor. This actor, but that is an Olivier winning role. Yes. Okay, <laughs> got it, got it, got it. Just to confirm that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, only Adrian Warren came over from the West End, right? Yes, yeah. The only one. So, he's my first nominee. Your okay. first nominee. My first nominee, we're going to go, love of my life, Isaac Powell. Yeah, I mean, like, he's on mine too. Will it be? Yes, it will. Maybe just by holding still, it'll be there. Come on, something, come on in. Don't be shy, meet a guy, pull up a chair. The air is humming, and something great is coming. We love him as a person. We love him in time. Hopefully he makes it back for opening night. I mean, yeah. It, as we said, it's January 12th. He's got six weeks. We saw him. To get back in that role. Thought he was a revelation. Like, honestly, injury, though. <laughs> he got injured. Honestly, what an iconic show to see. <laughs> we saw his injury performance, the and last, I will never forget that. So the injury performance, the last time that full original announced cast ever yeah. performed together, because Ben Cook's no longer with the show. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's wild. This is all based on the fact that, like, West Side Story is actually going to open. Because <laughs> what if they're just like, no. guys, we give up. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, um, as we said in our year in review, as we will get into in our West Side Story episode that is coming out in the near future, Isaac Powell is so amazing in this role. And you had said you have never seen a Tony played like this yeah. before. So, also, we love him. He's yeah, great. he's great. He's very talented. Yeah. Such a cutie. Yeah. Um, my next nominee is Rob McClure for Mrs. Doubtfire. I agree. Rob McClure. I mean, we're just going to say that this is basically the same role that Santino Fontana played this year on Broadway for Tootsie. So. Yeah. I don't know if that helps him or hurts him. I was reading the boards and people were like, Rob McClure's obviously going to win off of the trails of Tootsie. I'm like, did nobody see that after the Tonys, Tootsie really took like a deep dive and closed? Because... <laughs> That's what happened. Yeah. I, and also, like, I don't... Sorry, Rob McClure, but I don't think that he's on the same level of, as Santino Fontana. I love Rob McClure. I... Chaplin. I am a noted Chaplin stan. <laughs> I mean, I recently saw Rob McClure in Beetlejuice, like, right. right before he left in August, and he was great in that show. 
he has a great voice. He's just like your typical like Broadway guy. That's all I can say about him. I recently watched him on, on an episode of Say Us to the Dress for Honeymoon <laughs> in Vegas. Another flop. Can Rob McClure open a successful show? We will find out. Yeah. As the lead. Wait, where's this show going? The Stephen Sondheim. Interesting. We've never talked about the Stephen Sondheim before because Beautiful was in it for five years. Oh, yeah. And so we're like, what theater is I that? I know. It's very confusing. So it's a brand new open theater. So Stephen yeah. Sondheim. I know that people are very bitter that company is not going to the Sondheim. It would be great, but it's the wrong production company. It's the wrong producers. Yeah. So, yeah. But they are op- company is opening on Stephen Sondheim's birthday. Yes, it is. If he recovers from his fall. Hopefully he's doing okay. Uh, uh, your next nominee. My next nominee. I am going to... I'm going to do two at once. I'm going to double down on Flying Over Sunset and do Harry Haddon Patton and Tony Yazbek. I have only gone with Tony Yazbek. Wow. So I have a little insight. I saw Harry Haddon Patton in My Fair Lady last year at the Vivian Beaumont. So, and he was Tony nominated for that. I was just staying he's in the same He's just moving back theater. into the same dressing room. Um, he's like, I'm back. Yeah, I thought he was very good. He, as I said before, is more of a talk singer. He's not like a belter, but... I think he's very talented and I'm interested to see what he does and I just think the way we also think Girl from the North Country is going to be a critic star I think they're going to like fall over themselves for flying over sunset this is for sure in my opinion sleeper of the season no one knows what (laughs) the show is about and then when it comes to fruition it's like everyone loves flying over sunset I'm going to read the summary again just because I want to be clear about what this is (laughs) and why we're baffled by it here it is Musical is a fictional account of a meeting between Aldous Huxley, Claire Booth Luce, and Cary Grant, who all used the drug LSD. Literally all that we have. So Harry Haddon Patton is playing Aldous Huxley, Tony Asbeck is Cary Grant, and Carmen Cusack, who you put in featured yep. as Claire Booth Luce. I think Tony Asbeck is very talented. He's a great dancer, so I'm excited to see him. Also, like, Grant. critics live for critics Tony Asbeck. Tony <laughs> You're right. Critics do live for Tony Asbeck. He, That's great. why I only put him, because I feel like he's critic's darling. That's true. I had to save my final spot for someone that, honestly, typically does not deserve to be nominated for this role. But, but... this is the role he was born to play. <laughs> so we are talking about the same person here, Mr. Aaron Tveit for Moulin Rouge. I wish this for you, Aaron. <laughs> I really do. I think he was he's kind of robbed for Next to Normal, personally. I totally agree. and I think Not for anything since, but for Next to Normal, specifically. You catch me if you can. No, he was not up <laughs> for that, sorry. Um, no, it was definitely talked about when Next to Normal was nominated for a bunch of Tonys, the fact that Aaron Tveit was not nominated for a role that he is definitely... Integral to that show. He's on stage the whole he's time. He's on stage the whole time, and he is the figment of Diana's imagination. And so he... The characterization of it is so interesting, and his voice singing oh my those God. songs is so great. Yeah. So watch yeah, that Tony performance. We've said this in the personally. past, but watch that Tony. I don't performance. even know who would, we would kick out of that category, but I just so upset about it. <laughs> so I do agree. I think that this is from pre-existing Aaron Tveit. Also, Ben Brantley, as we know, has has said that this is the role that he was born to play. Yep. We think that he is fine as Christian as we've said in so many episodes his voice is so incredible Mm -hmm. and I think really this last time seeing him sing Roxanne like that was like much closer this time crazy Christian is a boring character yeah that's just where it's at and Aaron is kind of a boring actor so I think this is the perfect match great face great face great voice you know his hair is something to work on right now yeah but great match of actor to character yeah and I love the way his voice is so high that it kind of sounds innocent in a way. It makes it sound more innocent and younger than 
uh, a deeper voice would sound, so it adds a different element to characters that not everyone can bring. I think it's also a great contrast to Danny Burstein's Zidler and also Tamu 2's Duke, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's very different. Aaron has a crazy range, and I do think that that does almost make the character of Christian more innocent in comparison to those two voices. Exactly. He's an outsider. Yeah, and also, I just want to, like put it out there Aaron has not missed a performance on Broadway it's crazy and it opened in July so people are allowed to take vacation days and if you want to take a day off Aaron like you're totally allowed to take <laughs> yeah like off. seriously but the fact <laughs> that that voice I think that this is a role that he honestly loves, loves to play and to not take a day off on a show that is this intense really shows you how much he cares about this performance and I honestly think that he's doing it so that he's like, hey, he guys, I'm here. You he should take a break now so that during nominating season and, uh, like, voting season, he's ready. I agree. Ready but I also think that he has one of those voices that he's just like, throw anything at me, I'll sing this it. This is true. I think his voice is so well-trained, he's not losing it. Like, yeah. He, and I he think takes care of it so well. These songs specifically sit very yeah. well in he's his He's not straining anyway. Yeah. So. Which is crazy because they're so high. I know. And he's, I swear, like, I cannot stop thinking about... The most recent version of Roxanne that we saw. singing at the top of his voice for four minutes straight and it sounds even better than it did when I saw it in August when we saw it in Boston Mm -hmm. like he's insane yeah so just based off of his singing voice alone like Aaron you deserve this nomination that's it that's my five who are we picking to win here I mean this is difficult I've chosen Isaac Powell I have also chosen Isaac Powell um this is based off of like (laughs) I know it's risky. It is totally risky. They're they're counting on him to come back. I worry that they're going to push him back in before he's ready. I do agree with you. Um, you said that you've read that as of right now, it's day to day. Yeah. They're probably talking to him every day. He's probably still coming to rehearsals and yeah. watching what's going on. He's also like he fully deactivated all of his social media. Mm-hmm. So it's not even like we can keep up with him to yeah. know what We're his life is every like. Every day just watching like, West Taylor's Taylor <laughs> stories. Like, is Isaac okay? Yeah. <laughs> so he is the youngest person in this category for sure. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's I... he's 25? Yeah. I just keep thinking what you said that like Tony is not typically a role that someone is nominated for Mm-mm. and I honestly think it would be a tragedy for him not to be nominated and honestly at this point performance. to he's win. giving the performance of his life yeah. on the show. Or he gave it for two weeks before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we didn't even talk about it on the Any, on my long list. Yeah, the long list. Here we go. Well, I had Harry Hadden Patton <laughs> on my long list but also and I do not think that he's going to get nominated but I do want to shout him out. Chris McCarroll for The Lightning oh, Thief. I don't even have him on my long list but I loved him in The Lightning Thief. Yeah. Percy Jackson I feel is going to get zero nominations. I disagree with you. But oh, really? we'll talk about it later. Okay. Yeah. I love that that show was on Broadway, and I love that we got to see it. Yeah, me too. Uh, anybody else on your long on list? On my long list, I have J.O. Sanders from Girl from the North Country as whatever his name is. The, main the dad? Guy. The dad. Um, Nick? Nick, that's right. That's correct. <laughs> correct. You got it. Wow, I feel like I just won, like, Jeopardy. <laughs> pulled that out from somewhere. <laughs> also on my long list is Brennick O'Connor, who is the star of Sing Street, I don't know. <laughs> Again. If they love Sing Street, I can see him getting in. If they don't, then there's no chance. Our final people category, people category. is Best Actress in a Musical. 
Well, we're going to be different here, I feel. A little bit, but I think there are some, like, mainstays. I do agree. Um, I'm going to start with one that I think is a pretty obvious choice. It's Sharon D. Clark for Carolina Change. She did win the Olivier. Yes, I 100% agree with this. This is a previously Tony-nominated role for Tanya Pinkins back in 2004, the original production on Broadway. So... And I think Sharon D. Clark's all everything we've been hearing about Sharon D. Clark's performance as yeah. Caroline has been amazing. So I think she's kind of a shoe in for this. Yeah. Um, like Steph said, we are planning to see Caroline or Change in Toronto. It's musical stage company and Obsidian Theater. Julie Black. Love Julie Black. I've seen Julie Black perform live at a concert. We were me and my friend Crizia were second row floor. Wow. And it was it was at the ROM. It was so much fun. It was honestly so great and she was living she has a great voice the next morning she actually tweeted had the best concert of my life last night oh my night. god that's so awesome and so I'm excited to see her again because I haven't seen her since then yeah. we're personal friends <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm excited but yeah I don't really know anything about this show so I'm interested to right. go in yeah, I, fresh it's Janine Tesori and Tony Kushner so, so Janine Tesori wrote Throw Them On and Millie Shrek so oh, wow Shrek <laughs> super, she has a super random also um, Fun Home yep. so those are all very different shows so I don't yeah. really know what the musical style is um, and Tony Kushner who wrote Angels in America so a two great yeah. great collaborators there but yeah I'm totally unaware of any of the music in this show so mm-hmm. I'm excited to go into it without knowing anything yeah I'm excited too your first nominee my first nominee is another West End transfer Miss Adrian Warren yeah I have her too uh, for a long time, we thought that she would be the only representation for Tina. Yeah. Which she still might be. She still might be. Adrian Warren, Every when people leave Tina, all they say is Adrian Warren. She's also injured right now, but she's still performing. But she's, like, going off and on. Yeah, she has an ankle injury. Yeah. That show is so intense for her. She's just dancing that whole yeah. time, singing all those songs. Uh, it's a crazy marathon of a show for her. Yeah, she's singing at the top of her voice. Mm-hmm. And it's also, like, manipulated her voice in a way to sound like Tina, which is amazing. What great bring it on res- representation on Broadway right now. <laughs> right? She's also in amazing shape. Yeah. And Tina Turner shape. Yeah. The reason that we thought that Tina, that she would be the only person to represent Tina is because of Lin-Manuel Miranda's tweet after seeing <laughs> Tina. And the West End. He's like, Adrian Warren is great. And like, nothing that's else. literally all And that's said. really what everyone's coming out of this but show I saying. But I also, like, that's how it should be. She's playing yes. Tina Turner in a Tina Turner musical. But if like, she's not great, then there's a problem. What about the plot? I mean, what like, about the book? Did anybody see that movie except for me? What's love got to do with it? Because I <laughs> a watched lot that of people have twice. seen what's love got to do with it. Not me. I watched it twice in grade nine for a drama project, like randomly. <laughs> and Angela Bassett. There's like weird things in that movie too. It's a biopic musical. Yeah, bio musicals are those. difficult <laughs> because people's lives don't follow typical narrative structure. Yeah. So it's hard to adapt into that. Is this the only biopic musical? This year, I think it might be. Wow, congratulations. Congrats to that. What if it follows the trajectory of the share show? And what? She wins and that's it? Yeah, that, that's and the only nomination. <laughs> Not even... Well, yes. But it's interesting because we've had, in maybe the past five, six years, Stephanie J. Block won for the share show last year. Maybe five years ago, Jesse Mueller won for Beautiful, a Carol King musical. So it seems like Tony voters love to reward women doing impressions. Like, great impressions. Yeah, that's interesting. But I, it seems I, to be a pattern. Yeah. 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 
my next nominee is one that you had in your featured category. Mm-hmm. I have Kimber Elaine Sprawl from Girl for the Nor- from the North Country. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I honestly don't know what to say about this performance. I thought, like I said before, the character of Marianne is on stage a lot in mm. this show, and that's why I think that she would be there. Um, where that character. Have, where do you have the mom? She's in my long list for She's best actress. List. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if the critics live for Girl from North Country, then they yeah. will put two of them yeah. in this category. So, I've chosen one of the two for for right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're locking it in, so it's We're locked locking in. it in. <laughs> um, my next nominee is going to be Carmen Cusack. Because yeah. for reasons I previously stated, mm-hmm. flying over sunset. <laughs> That's it. That's yeah. Um, my next nominee is Elizabeth Stanley from Jag Little Pill. Interesting. We will get into that character when we discuss Jag Little Pill, but just to briefly touch on it, I think that the mother in that show is super flawed, and there mm-hmm. are we've discussed a version where the mom doesn't even exist, yeah. potentially. But I do think that Elizabeth Stanley is doing some pretty phenomenal things on stage. Agree, agree. Specifically when she sings Smiling Mm -hmm. and Uninvited and Forgiven. The finale of that show is one that I did not care for when I saw it. But now that I've listened to the cast album as much as I have, Forgiven, Mm -hmm. she sounds amazing on it. Her voice is so great. So, and she's acting. Like, yeah, she acting is. In that show. Yeah. So I do think... This is also someone that I am not previously, aware of anything. Previously on Broadway in Company. So she's been around. She's done the national tour of Bridges of Madison County, which that makes, again, a noted Bridges of Madison County stand here. <laughs> um, yeah, I was... Honestly, I was unaware of her yeah. Broadway resume until this very moment. And I just remember turning to an intermission. We were like, oh my God, her voice. And she, when you thought that she wouldn't hit a note, she did. So if I'm going to base this off of the Aaron Tveit nomination, she'll just get nominated for her voice. <laughs> I personally don't see any acting nominations for Jaggy Little Pill. That was the other route that I was going to go, but I I didn't. I chose you not chose to. Them. I gave them two nominations. Gave them two. Yeah. Those are, I think, the two strongest performances in there. Uh, yeah, but I personally don't see them getting any acting nominations. Uh, yeah. The critics have spoken. That show is fine yeah mixed I do agree I also think like again I could have went that way but I have such a long list for best actress that at that point it's just like okay I'm mm-hmm. just gonna put someone in there so yeah I did put Elizabeth Stanley in for best actress your next one my next nomination is Bobby Katrina Link I also have Katrina Link also a critic starling critic starling she recently won for playing Dina in the band's visit yep and she's very talented I'm interested to see her interpretation of Bobby because as we've said well, it was a man. We've only seen Rosalie Craig's female Bobby so yep. far. So, and I, Rosalie Craig and Katrina Link are not the same type of actor. So it's going to be a different Bobby. And I'm excited for that too. Yeah. We've we, had so many different male Bobbies. So let's have different girl Bobbies. Yeah, too. it's true. We've talked about in the past that Katrina Link is a sexy actress. And to put her in this role seems interesting. And yeah, I do think just based off of the success of the band's visit I just remember when we were reading the boards on company Mm -hmm. and someone had put out being like the next Bobby 
has recently won a Tony in the last five years. And we went through we like, okay, the whole list. It? And we were like, Renee. <laughs> it's going to be Renee. Oh, Renee would be a great Bobby. Yeah. yeah. Like, that would be good. Yeah. But no, it's not going to be Renee. So I do. Renelia Goldsberry. That's what yes, we're talking about. not Renee Rapp. <laughs> Someone else we talk about a lot on this yeah, podcast, Renee's honestly. But yeah, I do think that. Remember when Anne Hathaway was supposed to oh, do Oh, God. It? No. Like, no, would not work. Yeah, I do think just like Patty Lapone, it's one of those that there's no way that Katrina's not going to make this list for yeah, best Yeah, it's actress. a great role. It's a Tony nominated role um, on the male side, so uh, I'm excited. And yep. Rosalie Craig was nominated as well for the Olivier. I am going to go with Mayor Winningham for Girl from the North Country. That's not who I thought you were going to choose. My, I was between her and Karen Olivo. Wow, also not who I thought you were going to choose. Did you think I was going to go Shereen Shereen Pimentel? Pimentel? Yeah. She's the other person I was looking at, but I I don't know. Yeah, I... She's great, but I don't know. Also, while we're just going on this list here, um, the only other person that I had possible is uh, Jenna DeWall for Diana in Diana. Yes, Miss Diana. Yeah, that's the last person I have as well. Um, yeah. Remember at the beginning of the year when we were like, Karen Olivo, obviously, and now we're like, did not even We've... make both of our lists. Yeah. It's tough. I love that there's so many strong female roles on yeah. Broadway, so many complex female roles on Broadway, but that does mean that Carol Lebo might be shut out, a previous Tony nominee, Tony winner, yeah. might be shut out of this. I, yeah, for sure. But again, you know, Mayor Winningham, like, what is gonna the ruling going to be? So maybe she'll be somewhere else. Yeah. I just found, and maybe this is a me problem, but that character was so confusing to me mm-hmm. because it was unknown what she was going through. Yes, but I also feel like I've spoken with another friend about how sometimes be- people confuse best acting to be most acting, and she's on stage for a lot of this, and she's always doing something. She's never sitting silently. She's always, even if it's just shaking or moving or going through something, she's always doing something. Her performance is from beginning to end. So I do think it's somewhat more impressive in voters' eyes. Yeah. So we're trying to game the system here. And yeah. Yeah. And then, obviously, we just touched on briefly, but Shereen Pimentel is playing Maria yeah. in West Side Story. She's so young. Yeah, she's 21, I think. And she goes to Juilliard. She played young Nala in The Lion King on Broadway, so not even her Broadway debut in a show full of Broadway debuts. Yeah, that's true. There's 32 Broadway debuts in West Side Story. In like I read a 40-something person cast. Yeah, insane. But as I said, I do think that she won't be nominated because this is the boys-heavy West Side Story. Mm-hmm. And not that I've seen another version, but... I don't think that she did that much on stage. Like, she wasn't on stage that much. Mm -hmm. So I think the times that she was on stage, she was great. I think she has a really beautiful voice. And Mm -hmm. I thought that her chemistry with Isaac was, like, outrageously good. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I don't see her as a standalone. I see her as with him, not with anybody else. Like, not by herself. So Mm -hmm. It is a very masculine, testosterone-driven West Side Story. It is. Which is, it's about gangs. It's about boys killing each other. Yeah. So it's not... I don't know. It's not bad. And I do not have a winner. Well, I have selected Adrian Warren. Then I'm going to be the opposite, and I'm going to give it to Sharon D. Clark. I think that's a good choice as well. I just think the buzz has been building for Adrian. As you can see, I have both of them highlighted. Both of them highlighted? Yeah. The buzz has been building for Adrian. I agree. All season. Because they However, opened early. she did lose to her at the Olivier's as well. So these two are going what up against do. each other again. again. Oh, poor, <laughs> poor people. So that's interesting. And, and maybe... Who knows? Maybe Carolina Change hits better in the UK, yeah. or maybe mm-hmm. Tina hit better in New York. Like, unknown. So, I do think, as we've said about Adrian, she's also got a lot of support from, like, the Broadway community. Yeah, the narrative is there for Adrian Warren to win this. Sharon D. Clark is British, I believe, right? Yeah. She's coming in. Adrian Warren is American. Yeah. So, 
you know, but I mean, that does make a difference. These West End transfers, like, maybe they want some British people to start winning these awards. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> the Tonys is all American. They want to keep it that way. Not even they're all American, but they'll bring you over. But at the end of the day, they're still going to push, you know, your own to the top. Yeah. So... I don't know. I'm interested to see how this matchup fares. Yeah, I do think of all of the people that we've done, like, that is the only one. I mean, we're, we we could be wrong on every single oh, yeah. person here, but I do think we're that... We're going to be so wrong. I'm well, I'm definitely going to be so we're wrong. We're going to laugh at ourselves. But I do think that Best Actress, it as of today and probably as of Tony nomination day, I do think that Adrian Warren and Sharon D. Clark are the... Guaranteed. Guaranteed people. As well as Katrina Lang. I think that that category is three people for sure. Quote that and then laugh at us later. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's probably going to happen. Um, let's talk about choreography of a musical. Last year, we actually had a play nominated for choreography. We did. Choir, Choir Boy. Boy. <laughs> yeah, also Choir Boy we were talking about last season. Um, but I think there are a few standouts in choreography this season. I definitely agree. Um, part of that comes down to one name, and that is Sonia Taye. Yeah. Because she has two musicals on Broadway this season, Moulin Rouge and Sing Street. And the only reason I have Sing Street kind of in this category is because Sonia's name is attached. Yeah. Because And also, I feel like they might want to give her that double dom- nominee. The, the double, because this is her Broadway debut season. Yeah. She's got two, and they're so wildly different. I was going to say, I only imagine wildly how different. different. Yeah. Um, Sing Street is, I'm going to say, not as much trained dancers, young boys, um, school kids, playing in a band it's going to be fun it's 80s style Mm -hmm. whereas Moulin Rouge is strong technical dance ensemble throwing people in the air lifting splits um just crazy dancing tumbling um and it's can-can the can-can it is the choreography is the star of that show it's the dancing we've talked about it so much in so many episodes but honestly the dancing in that show is Phenomenal for the physical therapy for the, that the show. PT budget, um, yeah. and it's not just—it's the men and women. The oh, guys are like doing the splits just as much as everybody. the women are. You're dancing so 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 much, and particularly that Act Two opener, backstage yeah, romance, crazy is so good. The opening number where they're doing the can can and the finale. The finale. I I'm thinking of Roxanne. Yeah, just the the visual pictures that number. We're gonna creates. shout her out again, Robin Herder. Robin Herder. Roxanne. Those splits, even in Bad Romance, at the very beginning, mm-hmm. those splits, like it's yep. crazy. Yeah. So I, I that would be my minute, my winner if I were to pick. Um, I pick Moulin Rouge. Wow. With I thought you would go West Side. I do love the West Side choreography. Yeah. Um, Anna DeKeer's maker. Yep. She, and I've also put Sergio Trujillo. With Sergio Trujillo, in I wonder if they'll do with Sergio Trujillo. Um, I know because it's unknown how much Sergio he's Tr- actually worked on this, or if he's just consulting, yeah. or uh, who knows. But it is interesting that they announced him. He's That's Canadian. My, he won last year he for did. Ain't You Proud. Yep. Um, wow. Those are two very different dance it's styles. It's very different dance styles. Yeah. But like the complete opposite of Moulin Rouge with mm-hmm. the way that they dance versus West Side Story is so contemporary. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I really. It's just cool. That choreography is honestly the West Side so Story, cool. It's so like almost breezy. I don't know. I'm just picturing America where they're. I don't know. I just loved it. I yeah. love that. Uh, the Latin flair of the sharks. So great. Mm-hmm. Um, another choreography that I want to talk about is Jagged Little Pill. I have also, Because... Yeah. City Larby. City Larby. Trikawi. I love the way the ensemble is used. Me too. I know a lot of people don't care for it, but I love it. I love that they're separate from the story. Yeah, me too. The way that they're dressed in the 90s clothes and they are 
like that helps you understand okay they're not present in the scene but they're helping to talk about the mood and the songs and stuff and then when they are in different costumes or when they're at the party let's say or you know the coffee moms then you know we're characters in this story and I really love the way the ensemble is used and also just a huge shout out to the reverse choreography that happens in that show during smiling they fully do a scene forwards and then they do the exact same thing backwards and that's the guy that's skipping, I just think about him, the guy that was jumping rope when he went forwards and then he did yeah, it backwards. He went backwards. It's just they're doing also in um, Uninvited when there is the whole overdose scene and the dancer yeah, is the portraying. double of Elizabeth Stanley. Yeah, so there are some really cool things happening in Jag Little Pill. And it's one of those shows that when these songs are playing and the way that the ensemble is so hyped up, you just want to like get up and dance. It's awesome. I agree. The kind of last one... I mean, I think Mrs. Doubtfire could get in there. No. I, I don't know what the choreography is going to be like, but no. it, it probably is going to be traditional Broadway. I think of any of them, if we're going to go for four slots here, like, if Six is also going to be a show that people care about, like, Six could get in there. Six is fine choreography. It's nothing thrilling, Yeah, honestly. It serves its purpose. I think it's better than, than Mrs. Doubtfire would we be. We don't know what Mrs. Doubtfire... But I imagine it's going to be, like, Tootsie choreography. Did they get nominated? I don't remember. Um, Girl from the North Country is like movement choreography. But the last one I'm going to pick here is uh, Tina. Mm-hmm. The Tina Turner musical because they're recreating so many of the iconic dances that Tina's done. So the choreographer of that is Anthony Van Last. And I think it's just nostalgia that will get this show nominated. What about the choreography for Flying Over Sunset? What is Flying Over Sunset? What about the newspaper choreography for Diana? (laughs) Wow, I wonder if there's like a big ensemble dance number in Diana. Who's playing John Travolta in Diana? My question for Diana to dance with for one scene. Well, our next category is best score. Um, As Steph said, there are five eligible scores this year. I did read something about Sing Street's eligibility because they, this is not, it will not be nominated yeah. for best score because or best original score because it's the same situation as like once was. Mm-hmm. They're taking songs from the movie. Yes, half the songs are from the movie and half the songs were cut from the movie. Yeah. So also this is just like new. a random person's like eligibility rule, yeah, yeah, yeah. not an <laughs> but actual I think ruling. Right. I think but right. I do agree with that. Um, that it's not constituted as original music. That being said, because there are only five, and because we saw a score category last year of six, six. I have put all five. I have all five. Minus the lightning thief. Yeah. Well, the thing is, last year we overlooked some plays. We did. I don't know what plays have music. Me either. I wonder if The Inheritance or like Lehman Trilogy has uh, music in it, but I just don't know enough to say. Yeah. So I'm You've left s- that last spot open for a yes, play? Yes. I've left the final spot open for a play. So I will say, let's go, six. Yep. Flying Over Sunset. Yep. So six written by Toby Marlowe and Lucy Moss. Mm-hmm. Um, Flying Over Sunset written by Tom Kitt and Michael Corey. Um, Mrs. Doubtfire written by Wayne and Carrie Kirkpatrick. They also wrote Something Rotten. So Interesting. Just to like get a sense of their musical styles. Diana written by David Bryant and Joe DiPietro who wrote Memphis. And also just to go back, Flying Over Sunset, Tom Kitt, you know, next to normal. He just reorchestrated Drag Little Pill. Yeah. Uh, we love Tom Kitt. Michael Corey wrote co-wrote Grey Gardens, the musical. So they all have some um, cred. Uh, and you have The Lightning Thief, yeah. which is written by Robert Rokicki. I don't. I am going to put random play. Though last year, Be More Chill's single nomination was in score. It's a great score. And it's a great score. And it's a then, great score. And I do think, I mean, let's be honest, be the, place. the Lightning Thief and Be More Chill, kind of the same kind of show. Um, yeah. The music style is very similar. Mm-hmm. Robert Kiki wrote this score 
Good Kid Alone is such a great yes. song. And I do think if they do want to give any, be like, hey, shout out to the Lightning Thief that was on for a limited run. Here's mm-hmm. your best score nomination. I do think that that would, like, mean so much to it that would mean community. However, the Tonys I... Don't <laughs> the Tonys don't care. The Tonys don't care. I think Be More Chill is a stronger score than the Lightning Thief. I, yeah, I do Even though I personally would listen to the Lightning Thief ahead of Be More Chill, I think Be More Chill is much stronger than yeah, the Lightning they, Thief. Yeah, I mean, I just named one song that's great yeah. from the Lightning Thief. There are other good songs but you can name Michael in the Bathroom yeah. Loser, Loser Geek Whatever More Than Survive there are it's so many it's, songs uh, yeah, I do and also when the... Be More Chill moved to Broadway those reorchestrations were like really prominent yeah. and really great and I don't know that they did anything different for this no, they limited run no they drove the tour bus in unloaded <laughs> yeah. and then started performances yeah but I yeah I just think that if you have five original scores like what are you doing to not nominate all five of them but you're right there are some plays that could sneak in there or they'll surprise us and maybe they'll only do four this year. Yeah, it's possible. Um, that being said, though, I have chosen six for best score. Uh, I... Do not go flying over sunset. <sighs> this is so difficult because <laughs> six is the only one we've heard. <laughs> and Lightning Thief for and me. Lightning Thief. But There's no way Diane is winning this. No, no, no. Diane is not. Sorry. And I saw Memphis <laughs> on Broadway. It was That's it. <laughs> Memphis was a great time. I really, like, Memphis was actually the best time in a theater. However, if we're looking at actual quality of art here, I'm not sure if it's up to the caliber. Yeah, I mean, and I also, again, the only thing that I've read about Mrs. Doubtfire is that the music is kind of trash. Yeah. So. I don't think. I think that's in the same category, sort of. I mean. Sorry to compare these shows, but like Tootsie, Tootsie Music Tootsie was again. also not that great either. Yes, but uh, David Yazbek. David Yazbek is much more respected mm-hmm. and has much more and previous production. Not one hundred percent familiar with the Something Rotten. Uh, it's score, hard. I know a few songs, but, but I know that it's it's fine. It's fine again, and it's loved by like a certain group of people. Mm-hmm. Like, could Mrs. Doubtfire be that? I don't think that it's a critics thing. No, I mean, like, I love Tom Kitt, so Flying Over Sunset could really sneak in there. I think I'm going to agree with you and go with six. I think this will be the place to reward six. There are nine songs on that six cast recording, and all nine songs are great. Yep. And I don't think that we've had... I mean, it's a very small cast. It's like nine for nine versus other shows that have, like, dips and Right. There's always, like, a song that you just, like, don't care for. And on six, I can listen to that top to bottom every single day, 24 hours a day. So... Six is my winner. We have now made it to the end of these categories. We have best new musical and best revival of a musical. Let's start revival. Yeah. There are three revivals this season. Carolina Change, West Side Story, Company. As you can see, Steph, I have no highlights on this page. I am unsure as well. I I think, as we've said this entire episode, based on what happens with West Side Story and the critics and how they choose to reward or not reward this show Mm -hmm. is a very clear if they will win Best Revival. If the hot mess was not happening behind the scenes of West Side Story, I would pick this because Company and Carol Interchange are both West End transfers, and this is, like, Broadway-built, Broadway-owned, like, Broadway, like, at home. And not that I've seen the other two. No, for sure. But the reinvention of everything, let's go off of what won last year, Oklahoma. Company's a huge reinvention as well. I mean, yes. Carol Interchange, I don't think is as good No, I think it's very, like, like straight play yes. classic. Um, but... Company is a huge reinvention as well. I think I'm going to pick Company here because I think West Side Story is just too much of a mess right now. I'm going to be controversial and pick West Side Story. Watch it be Carolina Change. Honestly, I feel like it could be. Because people do love that musical. It's one I'm unfamiliar with and I'm excited to learn more about. Yeah. But um, 
yeah, all three of these I think are really strong. Whereas last year it was so clear cut. Oklahoma oh my God. over Kiss yeah. and Kate. This year is an interesting selection. And it's, again, yeah. number one company stand in this car. <laughs> company i i do agree with you i think it's interesting for sure because you've got this west side story that's like heavily video screens you've got company that's one gender bent crazy mm-hmm. and also like super colorful from what we've seen yeah. and then carolina change from the like one picture this i've very seen dark dark classic mm-hmm. whatever yeah we'll we've got a west side story versus company in this car right now yeah which leaves us to our final category Ugh. which i'm torn on honestly there are shows here that could end up that I have not put I don't know so let's go with your first best musical nominee Moulin Rouge I also have Moulin Rouge it's also so crazy because Moulin Rouge has opened so long ago (laughs) like like basically last year (laughs) yeah so that one I feel like is that the show that because it opened so long ago, people it's like forgot people forgot? It? Or have they had time to build excitement and build hype? I think they might have released their cast recording too early. I'm waiting for like a promo video, a, a relaunch like, of a promo video yeah, to come out. They need to do something because the cast recording would be something to get people re excited. Yeah. And now it almost feels like yesterday's However, news. I totally agree with that, but like we were waiting for that cast recording. I know. I would have been sad to not have it. However,. Yeah, it's a good way to build buzz again. Yeah. So they're very early. Yeah. Uh, my next nominee for Best Musical is Six. I'm going to agree with that. I just think that, as we've said all the time, this show is so interesting and so fresh and so new. It's a great vision. We're, I'm picking five here. I also have five. Okay. We picked four last year and then there were five, so it was... Uh... Yeah. Uh, your next one? My next one is Girl from the North Country. I also have Girl from the North Country. Like, I'm out about it. I but. think that we're going to have different... I think our fifth spot's going to be different. Um, my next nominee is Flying Over Sunset. Yeah, I agree. And this is where I think that we're going to have two different shows. You were going to select Jagged Little Pill, and I'm going to select Mrs. Doubtfire. Are you serious? <laughs> Why are you giving this show so many nominations? Robin Core is not enough of a draw. I don't know. I don't know. I just think... It's going to be Mrs. Doubtfire. Do you not see them just nominating Jag Little Pill to, like, have Alanis be there? Alanis will be there. So that they can pan to her in the audience when they say Best New Musical, and it's like, I'm really Alanis. giving Jagged nothing I here. know, which is, like, kind of shocking to me. I loved it. I had the best time. Honestly, I just think it was a mess. I mean, I think it was a mess that needed to be fixed between ART and Broadway that and they wasn't. just chose not to. But again, I'm really putting a lot of blame here on Diablo Cody. Like, hi, Diablo, Diablo Cody. But I do think, and this is also something that I really spent some time on the 2020 Way Too Early 20 nominations board, and Jag Little Pill was on most people's lists. So this was after um, reviews came out of the show, mm. too. So it's either going to be one of the things that they nominate Jagged for best musical and nothing, nothing else. else or it stays off of best musical and they get also nothing, nothing else i do think that as messy as it was i think it's a a show that people will people like get behind i can definitely see that i just i'm way too cynical about this <laughs> yeah i just and think, I think that moulin rouge has already taken the spot of flawed show that's a lot of fun <laughs> You know what I mean? Yes. I do know what you mean. <laughs> Though, when we saw Moulin Rouge again, I'm like, oh, it's not as flawed as I remember. <laughs> um, it's still flawed, but wait. not as much as I remember. Who are you choosing as your winner here? Girl from know. another country? 
Like, yes. I am also choosing Girl from the North Country as my winner, not because I want to, no, obviously. I'm mad about it. Moulin Rouge's chances are 20%. I'm going to say um, Flying Over Sunset is the second. 30% chance. And then the other 50% is Girl from the North Country is as the winners. I don't think six has a chance here. I think they're going to get nominated, but I don't think they're going to win. I, I don't think they're going to want to give Best Musical to an 80-minute musical. I feel like they should, though. They should because that is the <laughs> ideal length of anything. Um, and Mrs. Doubtfire is there because something has to fill the slot. No, literally, but... it should not be there. Like, I am shocked that you even put that down there. <laughs> Maybe it's amazing. Maybe it's not. <laughs> I also, can we just talk about the fact that you have put this down off of zero pre-existing knowledge okay, of this Okay, sorry, show. but we've nominated, like, Camilla Parker <laughs> Bells from Diana. <laughs> Yes, Prince Charles, congratulations on your Tony. <laughs> like, what is happening in this I know. Season? I just, like, we're obviously, as you've heard us talk for this entire length of this episode, which is going to go down as our longest episode since we've started this podcast. But for a season that we are so conflicted, we also have so much to say. Yeah, like, we have conflicting opinions because there's no set thing that we're pretty everyone's pretty sure is going to happen. Yeah. We can have different opinions. And who actually knows it's going to be right? We're, there's gonna I be- will say, though, for Best Musical, if this, as I'm predicting right now, that mm-hmm. the sleepers of the season is going to be flying over Sunset, like, they will dethrone Girl from North Country you if think? it's one of those shows that they're mm-hmm. just like, wow, it's actually amazing. It might be. Like, I don't know when it opens. I think it's march March or April, So yeah. we won't even hear anything about this for a couple months. This season is kind of wild, and we really don't know what's going to happen. Um, we're... Conflict, conflicting on our nominations which is mm. exciting yeah, is I think exciting. and it's also going to be hilarious when we hear these nominations and realize just how wrong we were about everything and we will do what we did last year which is post our nomination ballots versus the actual nominations so look out for that on our Instagram stories but that being said it is now time for our obsessions of the week So my obsession this week is not quite musical related, but it is award show related. And just like Moira Rose of Schitt's Creek, my favorite season is awards. (laughs) That's great. So my favorite podcast I listen to every week, and I was listening to it on the way over today, is the This Had Oscar Buzz podcast. It is hosted by Joe and Chris. I talk about it all the time. Yeah, you do. I do. I love them so much. Like off of the microphone too. Off the mic. Off the mic. (laughs) I talk about them all the time because they are so funny. They look at Oscars mostly from the past 20-ish years and look at movies that almost made it to being Oscar nominated but didn't quite make the final catch and they watch the movies again and they talk about whether they were good or not and what happened with the performers the directors what led them to being considered for Oscars or not considered for Oscars and I love listening to them nerd out so deeply about these movies they've done a few episodes on movie musicals including Rent and Hairspray uh, Hairspray (laughs) as if Hairspray had Oscar buzz (laughs) well you should listen to the episode and find out why it had Oscar buzz I love their deep dives into movies and I hope I take some of what they're doing and try and bring it to this podcast because I love them so much. So that's my podcast obsession this week. Amazing. Um, my obsession this week actually has to do with the Tony Awards. Okay. It is a performance that we have watched a bunch of times. And it's just honestly probably the greatest thing to come out of the 2009 Tony Awards performance of Rock of Ages because everybody wants a thrill. Everybody that hot. <laughs> So my obsession this week 
Well, Steph is like laughing silently off the mic, like literally dying in the sea beside me. Because I will say, on New Year's Eve, we were together and literally at 4 a.m. decided to watch Wesley Taylor videos. And we had stumbled across the three minutes of just Wesley Taylor singing, Everybody Wants a Thrill. During Don't Stop Believing at the 2009 Tony Awards, which happens to be the year that, like, everything happens. The greatest year of the Tony Awards ever. And I just think that I'm going to play it, like, a few times so that you guys can, like, experience it. But that moment does not even happen during the actual Rock of Ages performance. No, it's not recording. It's just a line they gave him for the Tony performance. And he slays it. He's like, I'm taking this one line of opportunity. Yeah, and he kills it. So that was the last time that Wesley Taylor has graced the Tony stage, which is honestly a tragedy. Yeah, because Adam's family flopped. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Also, the performance in general is really great. Constantine Marillas is, is oh, in it. <laughs> I always forget how good Constantine's voice is. And yeah. then when I saw him in Jekyll and Hyde, I'm like, <laughs> oh, your voice is crazy. Yeah, I just love like the pan shot to the audience when the MC goes to <laughs> sing to Liza Minnelli and you're like, what's going on here right now? It's so fun. Don't Stop Believing is obviously such a great song, but that like Five seconds specifically of Wesley yeah. Taylor is my obsession this week. Everybody wants a and thrill. And honestly, it will be an obsession like, for the <laughs> rest of my life. It's so funny. It's it iconic. So funny. He'll be there hopefully this year as a Date. fiance of a, of yeah. a Tony nominee. I mean, let's we hope. Think. We yeah, think. We hope so. If, he, if that show ever <laughs> opens. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I'm obsessed with this week. And I think that that wraps up our episode. I hope that it was like kind of concise because <laughs> we are so confused on this season. And I feel like everybody has the same feelings. Um, it's interesting because by this point last year, there were so many way too early Tony nominations, like ballots floating around online. This year could not find anything. No, and as we said, this episode, we are recording on January 12th. We expect Tony ruling to come out in the next few weeks. For the fall season. Um, we will keep everybody updated on Twitter once we find out about the updates. I know that we were... I'll be tweeting. Yeah, Steph will be tweeting for sure, which is what happened last year with the prom specifically mm -hmm. but we're just keeping an eye last on all of that stuff hadn't even been announced that's true like oklahoma cast had not been announced yet we had all of those people nominated yeah. so we were right we were right <laughs> except for rebecca naomi jones that's we, true. Were wrong. we were wrong um but yeah the 74th annual tony awards are june 7th and the tony nominations date is april 28th you can laugh along with us with those Tony nominations because we will be doing an episode on that. And you can subscribe to our podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. That's Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, anywhere that you listen to your podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at Instagram at Off2BWayPodcast. That's with the number two. And tweet us about what you think is going to happen this season. Tweet us your plot summary of flying over sunset yeah i dare you <laughs> and also maybe diana because i'm interested in both of those yep, yep and we will see you guys next time bye